the weekly podcast where we talk about everything related to creating, living, and making projects. I'm your host, Grant Alexander, and joining me as always is Morley Kurt and Adam Mackey. Hey guys, how's it going? It's Clamping It 100. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> me too. What are you wearing? What are you, Who are you wearing tonight, Grant? Oh, tonight I am wearing, if you couldn't guess, Landshark. Nice. What, can you, like, what about you? Uh, let's see, I got uh, the the uh, the super dry shirt. I got like two of these super dry shirts at a thrift store. Super comfortable <laughs> and fit me very well. So I'm wow. uh, I'm uh, trying to get more of them, and I'm I'm wearing some uh, some Everlane cut off jean shorts. Wow, cut offs. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's as if it's you spring were, baby. You were born in the '70s. Yeah, I think that maybe oh. that's my spirit year. There's a Adam has screwed up his camera. I, I can see because because you typed in the chat and it moved to my camera. So I the transformations that I had from the recording. Oh, that's really up. funny. <laughs> we should just slowly uh, move around each of our cameras throughout the record. No, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. I love it. Um, well, so uh, this is an exciting milestone. A hundred episodes. When I started this, I definitely didn't think a hundred was going to happen. Um, because I listened, I don't know anyone who's listened to the first episode would, would agree, but luckily we got a lot better and it's been a lot more fun. Um, (laughs) Adam, what are you wearing tonight? I am wearing, hopefully for the last time, a shirt that is way too, no, hopefully for not the last time, a shirt that is way too big for me because tomorrow I go into surgery. Oh yeah. Ooh, wow. That's big. How do you feel? Mm. I am petrified. I'm excited, but I'm very nervous. I've never been in surgery before. I've never spent any time in hospital. I spent a, a night in hospital on Christmas this year because um, I was really sick, but I've never had surgery. I've never been admitted into like a bed or anything, nothing. So, And then I, in the back of my head, I'm like, am I making the right choice? Is this the right thing? Should I be doing this? But right. I know it is. What's the recovery going to be like? I mean, like in the short term. Uh, so essentially it's four weeks of liquids. I'm only allowed 120, well, sorry, 30 mil of liquid every 15 minutes for the first four weeks. Then I go on to like soups and purees, not purees. Like I can't have any chunky food for like 12 weeks. Wow. And then after 12 weeks, I can actually start eating normal. But I've been talking to my okay. dietitian and I'm like, I don't want to eat. I want to live on shelves forever. Like, how long until you can drink a beer? Because that's the most important part. Probably about 12 weeks. Depends. It depends. Everyone's different. Well, I don't think I could well, do te- it. So Technically, anyways. after surgery, I can have anything I want. There's no limitations oh. on what I can have. I it's just what irritates my stomach. And, and that, like I'm limited to like how much I can have. And, like I'm only allowed to have liquids and that sort of stuff. But if I found a way to like make a soup out of KFC, I could do that. Okay. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> yep. That sounds like something KFC is probably already working on. Yeah, just mainline it. I bought uh, my wife for her birthday last year a KFC candle. That's hmm. gross. She sounds re- better she than pureed KFC. It. Yeah. Well, yeah. T- talking a lot about food, I wanted to steal a little bit from the Making Our Way podcast. Because they're not here talk- to defend it. 
they're not. Well, no, they're not. Well, they're not here, which is, you know, we our good timing is when they record. Uh, but they they've started talking about food a lot, and in one of their episodes, they talked about mayo or Miracle Whip. Mm. And I I wanted to to know both your guys' thoughts, and then I'll give you mine. The polarizing one. I'm sure. So I've always heard that like Miracle Whip is not mayonnaise. Um, but I don't think I've ever had it. I've also heard it's like a regional thing. I think Miracle Whip just isn't as big in New England as it is in other parts of the country. So we would always get like Hellman's mayonnaise as kids or like the Market Basket generic brand. Right. So yeah, that's me. Adam, do you know what Miracle Whip is? No. I don't know what it is. No idea. Okay. It's the one, it's one of the tangy zip of Miracle Whip. I, uh, okay. Do you like mayonnaise? No. No. Apparently Australians aren't white. Um, oh, everyone else loves mayonnaise. I just don't. Oh, okay. It's well, like Vegemite. I, I don't like Vegemite either. Okay. Fair. I don't like, I, I don't mind mayonnaise, but I prefer Miracle Whip. And I th- always thought that Miracle Whip was mayonnaise. So how how would you describe the difference in taste between mayonnaise and a Miracle yeah, we'll, Whip? We'll get there, Adam. Just wait. There's a whole section for that. <laughs> it was on it my back. wall, but it fell off. <laughs> um, so the difference between Miracle Whip and mayonnaise is the amount of egg content. So in the States, there is a ruling by the FDA that in for it to be mayonnaise, it needs to have X number of... Uh, of egg content or else it's not mayonnaise. And then according to some people, they call it a salad dressing in Canada. We call it a spread um, because nobody is putting miracle whip (laughs) as the salad dressing. If you are dressing your salad with miracle whip that it's no longer a salad. Right. Oh, I see some more people in the chat. We got uh, daddy yourself. DIY joined us. Yeah. Just want to quickly say, James asked, am I getting gastric band? No, I'm getting gastric sleeve. Nice. So no, gastric sleeve, they actually cut out 80% of my stomach, whereas gastric band, they literally put a band around your stomach. Hmm. Cool. Well, I, and I'll say this. If nobody here has ever participated in a live video before, we say things, and then about five minutes later, it feels like <laughs> the chat responds to it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there's a big delay. Massive lag. Talk amongst yourselves. We'll, we'll, we'll weigh in when we can. Right. Um, so I, I prefer Miracle Whip. My wife, I didn't know it wasn't mayonnaise. My wife prefers uh, Hellman's and... So we have both in the fridge and I make her make the sandwiches with Miracle Whip for me and she can use whatever she wants on hers. <laughs> now, nice. the second food related question I wanted to talk about was sauces on eggs because this Hell was big yeah. in the in the discord uh, today. And I thought, <laughs> who who is that? Like people were anti sauces on eggs. I don't do it, but how can you be anti it? Like. Yeah, huevos rancheros with some salsa and cheese and tortilla. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Okay, but if what if you just had sunny side up eggs? You put yeah, so I mean, on it. If you saw my reel today, that was pretty accurate. In that, like ninety percent of mornings, I have like two fried eggs and a piece of toast for breakfast, um, and I usually don't put sauce on them. But I love hot sauce on eggs. Um, I think it's like, you know, it's like any novelty, 
right? I think of sauce on eggs as a novelty. It's not something I'm going to do every day because that takes right. away it being special, but it's still delicious. Hmm. Oh, God. Sorry. Go to ahead. tack on one more thing to that huge fan of ketchup on scrambled eggs. Oh, that is me like too. A, a fantastic combination. Agreed. A hundred percent. So ketchup on scrambled eggs is what I do. Yeah. Put that on toast. Baby, you got a stew going. Yeah. Who, who eats ketchup? What's ketchup? What's the difference between ketchup and ketchup? Uh, so it's the same thing. It's just some weird Americans call it weird. Okay. Yeah. I it's ate, like when I you guys say things sauce in Australia. You do what? Sauce and scrambled eggs. Tomato sauce and scrambled eggs. I love it. Um, tomato sauce, sauce or ketchup? Also love it. Same thing. No. Tomato sauce <laughs> is not ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> what no hang on when you say tomato sauce it depends on what you mean because like tomato sauce you might mean like a pizza sauce but that's not what i mean right so what do you mean it's literally just called tomato sauce it's like it's like our it's our version of ketchup we have ketchup as well but like it's imported but like so, it's we it's not the it's not the same they taste heaps different like if you go to Macca's, you get ketchup if you go to like Burger King or KFC, you get tomato sauce. Really? This is so weird. That's like, cause in, I'm going to get roasted for this, but in um, the U S or I guess North America, Burger King and McDonald's are like the ex- exact same category. There's no way ketchup is going to be different between them. No. Well, yes, because some had, gravy. it's, it's kind of like the difference between Heinz ketchup and like any other brand. So some fast food fest restaurants don't have Heinz. And when you go there and you get like Hunt's ketchup, you're like, what is this oh, yeah. bullshit? Hunt's. So uh, Jared, fix your no, fingers. I haven't, done, haven't done that yet. Dead horse. Oh. Uh, dead horse hasn't been done. Well, maybe there we go. We got a, an actual Australian, not an you know, not an Australian impersonator, impersonator like Adam. It's gonna one. <laughs> he just plays one on a podcast. Well, that. So I don't really have a topic tonight. I don't know if you guys noticed <laughs> this. I know Dave Bauer noticed it, uh, but I did want to before we went into more just random nonsense and thanking everyone for supporting us and blah blah blah. I wanted to talk about the exciting clamp challenge for those that didn't go into the patreon and and listen to the free uh pre-show that we (laughs) uploaded yesterday but you know if you're if you're not tuning into the live and you're downloading this on the regular thing you might have listened to it over the week uh we are launching the very first clamp challenge and what it's going to be is that you need to make a project it needs to include a clamp Either in the final, it needs to be in the final project is a clamp. Either a clamp becomes part of a project, like Morley made with his clamp that holds a uh, phone stand, or your final project becomes a clamp. Because if you put a bunch of stuff together and make an awesome clamp, I didn't even that's think a, about that's that. a clamp. Yeah. Well, so Daner, Mark Daner, released a video today where he made a clamp. But it's too early. We haven't st- we hadn't started the clamp challenge yet, so he, he has to make another thing. 
So that's the rules. There's going to be judging criteria on basically about your creativity, um, on how you've used the clamp, and maybe the functionality or, you know, the aesthetics of the project. So those are like different things that we're going to be judging everything. But I wanted to talk a little bit about prizes because we've already got some awesome <gasps> prizes coming up. Yeah. So I reached out to Keen Utility. They make work boots. Um, and they are going to be giving a, a coupon code to get free a free pair of work boots from their website. So if you go on, yeah, if you go on their website, you can see there are in Canadian dollars work boots that are three hundred and fifty dollars, and it's boom, you can get those. Or what I I just picked up a pair. There were two hundred and eighty dollars, the red hooks, uh, and they're amazing looking. Uh, boots they they work awesome and there's other keen so if you go to keen utility you can find it out there we also got the one and only ethan carter is donating an exacto um we've reached out to a bunch of other places including some clamp suppliers uh potentially to uh get us some sort of uh different prizes but what i wanted to do is reach out to our listeners um because i know there's lots of different listeners out there that uh, make things like, you know, I know Chad's Custom Creations makes boot uh, kickers. I can't, whatever they're called. Boot. You know, <laughs> yeah, the things that, so you can kick off your boots. Oh, okay. Boot jacks, boot jacks. Um, yeah, so maybe he'd want to throw in a, a boot jack or two. Um, but that's the kind of fun things. So for any of our listeners, if that's something you want to do, or Dean Duplantis, he makes... Um, he makes stamps. If you, if Dean, if you're listening and you would like to donate a stamp, hit us up. If you don't, I know you, you, you him and hawn whether or not you ever want to make another stamp in your life. So if you don't want to make one, don't, don't worry. I'm not, not calling you out here. Um, yeah. But so, and if anyone has a, a in with a clamp company, uh, hook us up. Yeah, I think. Uh- to add on a little bit about discussions we've had that people might not have heard about the challenge, um, you know, there's like a million ways you can use a clamp. So you don't have to keep the clamp intact necessarily. You could take parts of it out and mm-hmm. use certain mechanisms from it. That being said, I think, at least for me, I can speak personally, my own judging criteria is going to be if you use the tiniest insignificant part of a clamp in a project, like, doesn't really feel like it fits the spirit of the challenge. So, you know, the clamp in some major way should play a major part in the final project. Um, I think it's going to be a really cool opportunity for people to experiment with like moving parts in their pieces if they haven't really had a chance to do that yet or gizmo gadget sort of things. What I think would be really cool if someone took a really shitty clamp, like a, like a, a quick clamp, because they're really shitty, notoriously shitty, and forged it into like a C clamp that was Ooh. actually good, or a forged quick clamp. Oh well, yeah, that that would also be cool. Like a full steel, full metal quick clamp. Yeah, one that doesn't break when you try and put a little too much pressure. That's kind of a cool <laughs> idea. Yeah, does start three D print one. Yeah. <laughs> Grant spent I don't know if everyone knows this Grant spent a lot of time prototyping a 3D printed clamp how's that one working out is that the latest one 
So this was the latest one, and despite it being very short, and um, it's just still, and this is, I think, 90% infill um, and five extra layers, and it still Jeez. flexes like a mofo. Now, I can clamp stuff with this, but at, what I designed isn't, I don't know, anyone can put it together. So, I don't know. Don't If you want a 3D print one, you definitely can. And I've seen some really cool looking 3D printed ones. And then I saw that and then I couldn't stop thinking that's the best way to make it. And then I haven't come up with a better way to make one. And I don't mm. want to just steal someone else's clamp design and yeah, then sell it as my own. That's the tricky thing with 3D printing is like at a certain point, you're making something out of plastic and certain things don't work very well when they're made out of plastic. Like I'm really happy I made the Wobi jig 3D printed, but like it's definitely less rigid than wood and it shakes a lot. So if I put a camera on it, like I have to like barely touch it for it, for <laughs> it to get a good shot. So, you know, it's turned into a great mic stand. I've taken a few shots with it as an overhead rig. Um, but if anyone is going to make one, I would recommend like, yeah, 3d print the, the plates, but there's not really any reason to 3d print the long parts. It's, I find with 3d printing, like anything linear or plate, like there's no reason to 3d print that 3d printing is great for like very specific parts that are custom. Yes. Hmm. Like exactly. Now I, I do have a hot wheels track clamp. So on the, it's a clamp that looks sort of similar to this, but on the ends are Hot Wheels connectors that can slide onto Hot Wheels clamps so that you can clamp your Hot Wheels track to anything. That's and cool. that is awesome. Mm-hmm. But somebody already made that. so Yeah, and you're clamping plastic. Like the, the material strength well, doesn't have to be huge. You're exactly. also not trying, to add, you're not trying to add strength. You're just trying to hold something in place. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's anyways, I don't one day I we will be releasing a 3D printed clamp on a for sale as a way to support us. But that day's not today. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when metal 3D printers become more accessible. Maybe. All right. I, uh, I know this was probably sent like three minutes ago because of the lag with the chat. But Keith Drennan asked, what is the timeline on this challenge? Do we yes. want to speak to that at all or wait yes, until an official announcement? Okay, so I'll, I'll let you take it away. This is, we are, this isn't the actual announcement of the challenge, though. Yeah, this but once you not... say something, people hear it. And, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so everyone here gets a head start. Yeah, which is, I hope, everyone who listens. But the yeah. uh, we're going to be giving everyone till the end of July. So July 31st is going to be the end date. So that gives everyone... Once we make the official announcement, we're hoping to give everyone two and a half months. Everyone listening now is is got three months, basically. Um, I know, f- you know, at the Working Hands podcast, gave everyone four months, and then everyone waited the last two weeks, anyways. So I went, <laughs> why why not just, uh, you know, make it a nice date? That works the best for us um, in terms of when I'm going to be on vacation. <laughs> So uh, that's why it's not the end of June, but yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. Now, um, one thing I wanted to mention, we were talking about ways to support the podcast and Adam earlier had held up something. If you can grab it again. 
And maybe uh, I would ask him to put it up on the video, but I also know that OBS isn't listening. We made, well, I made a poster of every single one of the uh, the thumbnails that we made. You can get it up to, I think, 30 by 30, but the 30 by 30 is like ridiculous, but it's available for sale. So you can get it from a 10 by 10 up to 30 by 30, and it's 100 thumbnails. Uh, including the latest one that you're listening to right now. And you can get that online. There's going to be a link in the show notes. Um, or if you go on to the clamp, uh, clampcast.com, you can find it under the support us tab. And uh, yeah, so we would really appreciate it if you went and bought that. I know one person's bought one already. Uh, on. OBS yep. is crushed. No, no, no. I think oh, it's no. back. I saw a little yeah. flicker. No, I don't know. We'll we'll find closed. out. <laughs> it just closed on my it just closed on my computer. Oh, it closed. Oh. Yep. Okay. It's All right. Oh. We need like a an animation that's like hang in there. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> well, the audio listeners get the real behind the scenes. Right. I wonder if it's going to allow you to restart. We're about to find out. Well, we got a white screen now. That's better. <laughs> we lost like three people <laughs> the second that happened. <laughs> wow. We're back. Oh, we're back. Are we? Ooh. Nice. Okay. Yep. Nice. Okay. That was good. Okay. I'm glad. Yay. We fixed that surprisingly quickly. Normally, if we have a computer problem uh, when we're recording and it's not live, we pretty much can go and, like, you know, get a haircut in between. <laughs> when I, uh, <laughs> like, this must have been like two years ago at this point. But when I was on Because We Make with Ethan and Vincent, I was sitting on the couch with the computer. So I had a sitting on the couch with a blanket on my lap, and my computer was sitting on the blanket. And oh no, halfway through the podcast, it just like slowly just slowed down. To, and I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And my computer was just overheating so much. Uh, luckily, we were able to salvage that, but I that was a good way of learning. Your computer needs ventilation, yes, yeah. All right, All well, right. on the screen now, you will see the poster, yes. So if you go to the show notes, uh, it'll be included there. You go to clampcast.com, it'll be included there under the support us tab. Um, And uh, yeah, that's the, that's the exciting way that you can support us. This is like, if I were to say anything, this is like my very first art project. Uh, I've always been into that. Like who's like the can of soup guy, Andy Warhol. Yeah. And I can't, I, I don't know why this kind of feels not the same, not as good, nowhere near it, but uh, an interesting, that's where I draw some inspiration. Nice. Um, yeah. So I hope someone out there will buy it uh, and hang it on their wall and think of us. Yeah. Did you I guys have, the, oh, sorry, go, go ahead. on, go on. No, you do it. I was going to say, do you have anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> I was just going to say, um, I know our Pittsburgh listeners will relate 
uh, I went to the Andy Warhol Museum in Pittsburgh because that's where he did a lot of his work. I mean, obviously he was in New York City for a lot of his life, but I think he was from there or something. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's really fascinating. Um, he did. He was he put out a lot of work throughout his life, and not just like in the pop art style. Like he had a really long career. Um, was like trained as an artist and slowly found his style and did films, so much stuff. Really, really yeah. interesting story. Have you watched the uh, Patreon with uh, Jack Conti? Pa- well, I know Jack Conti is the Patreon founder, but what is Patreon? So he did like a, a you know, like workbench con or a conference for um, you different uh, just Patreon people. And, or I don't know what it was for exactly, but anyways, it's on YouTube under Patreon and Jack Hunt, he talked about a bunch of different artists. Um, and, and he, th- and he talked about it in his own way about how he spent six months on like a single song. Yeah. And nobody noticed the difference between like, no one but him would have noticed the difference between the start and the end. And he talked about how like proliferation of your, your your work is almost better than, you know, perfection on a small number of works. Mm-hmm. Because he talked about the funnel system where if you make a lot of something, you'll funnel down to end up getting something good. It's kind of like the millions of monkeys on keyboards thing uh, yeah. a little bit. But at the same time, you're not make you're not key, you're not a monkey on a keyboard. You're actually creating lots of stuff, and I think you're seeing that right now morally. And I meant to send it to you when I I watched it the other day. Um, I, it's the I wanted to send it to you because I think that's what you're doing right now, producing all this extra content that I don't think you would have done, you know, six months ago because you would have been worried too much about is this the best is this my best piece? Cause you were always trying to make the next one was your best one. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I would still say I'm trying to do that um, in terms of the video, but I think right. my perspective kind of around YouTube and content has changed over time. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. And I think there's a, there's an interesting balance between being prolific, which we've talked about before, you know, it has its own drawbacks and perfectionism. Like I think perfectionism as a whole is pretty unhealthy um, because nothing is ever going to be perfect. Like you look at the best movies, the best works in the world, and you you see imperfections, like the camera is a little shaky, you know, they didn't frame it exactly right. But in a lot of ways, that's like what makes it feel human. Um, Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I, I really when Ryan on into the spotlight said he always tries to be really happy and satisfied with whatever he puts out. That sounds like a very, just like obvious thing to say, but it really stuck with me because there are times where I've put things out and been like, "Ah, I should have spent more time on that. Um, just because it just wasn't ready. I almost felt that way with the last video I put out, which was the, um, the keyboard fix. Cause it, it came together really quickly. And I was sort of like unsure. I was like, is this, is this good? Like, is this what I want it to be? I think it was mostly because I, I was unsure about like the title and thumbnail. Um, but in the end I was like, yeah, I think, you know, certain projects are small enough. I, I think, and you know, I'm, I'm going to eat my words in like six months as my perspective change where it's not worth splitting hairs about that. I mean, like, okay, I've, I spent enough time on this. 
there's other things that I want to work on. So Bear Make It has responded because we're obviously a couple minutes behind. It said, was Grant low-key saying that Morley's recent work was not great? <laughs> and no, I was not saying that. I was saying that like, if you get something to 99%, every little bit, every percentage point over, every percentage point more, to get something 1% done takes no time at all. It's exponentially more difficult to get things every percentage point more done and every percentage point more towards perfection. Yeah. And if you're putting stuff out more, you're going to get, you're never going to be able to put everything out at 99% perfect. And you don't need to, cause it's not a movie. It's right. a YouTube video. Yeah. Um, so you didn't say it's not great. You just said it's not the greatest. I don't know if he thinks they're the greatest or not. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. So I think like maybe a year ago or so, like my perspective on YouTube is like, I want to make like bigger and more refined projects. But really what I want to do is create better videos and build a channel. And I think better videos don't always mean a bigger project that is technically better. Um, right. I think YouTube in a large part is about like entertainment and learning. And that doesn't always come from like a big at least for my own channel, like the things that I want to do doesn't always come from a big woodworking project. Um, the yeah. bigger projects I find have the potential for a big wow factor, but also have the bigger chance of being let down. Yeah. I feel like when I look at YouTube these days, when I look at my YouTube homepage, I see like stories. So titles of videos. I've, and that's why I think the, the punch clock restoration has done so well because it's a very clear story from the title. It's this part. If I were to go to the manufacturer would cost a hundred dollars. I 3d printed it for nine cents and people were like, great. I want to hear that story. Um, I don't, I haven't watched that video. <laughs> okay. But 20, 20,000 other people want to watch it. Uh, fuck, fuck. I knew it was going to do well, but I didn't want to be part of it. I, know, it I knew it too. I was like, cause you and Dean were like, I don't think you should title it that. And I'm like, you guys are absolutely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like well, no, you might be right for your own preference, but like, this is a good idea. I know for like, a fact. Well, when I think about James for Fix It Fingers did a, like the worst, the title was like the worst tool ever. And he's holding up a Craig track, uh, track saw thing. And it's the video is not because it's the worst. I don't know. I haven't watched it either because I refuse to watch clickbait bullshit titles. I just refuse to watch them and it's fine. He can hate me for not watching every single one of his video, but it was, because I refuse to, I just, oh, I can't watch. I don't want to reward this, the algorithm <laughs> because I don't want to become part of it. AccuCut video. Uh, AccuCut. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked Smalley's punch clock video. I don't care about the clickbait title. I, I wish I could do clickbait titles because maybe I'd actually get some views, but I just find, I honestly like your fusion videos lately have just been very, informative and interesting like i've really learned a lot from your fusion videos and although i don't have a punch clock to fix learning how to like adjust those little things and make the the actual project the product was great i think thank you yeah i mean it's not that's one of the things it's like it's not about the punch clock it's about the story right exactly yeah it's not not just the story even like you said it's about the skills you learn along the way it's about the, it's all about the friends we make along the way 
in the end, it's all about love. Love is the answer. Love might be the answer. So <laughs> this made for makers and sorry for turning off my camera made for makers. Um, I'm doing a reel a day and I hate reels and I almost uploaded because I actually like the way I've edited my last couple. Um, the day one and day three, for those who want to go back and, and find them, I almost uploaded a fucking YouTube short. Like what the fuck? I hate the YouTube shorts. <laughs> like I hope YouTube's listening. And like, but I almost went, these are actually good enough that I could, I could throw this up on YouTube. Yeah. I, I don't want to like say this publicly or like tweet it. Cause I felt it before. And like, I just don't feel like I'm well enough informed on it, but I feel like YouTube shorts like are not going to last. I, agree. I just don't understand who's going to YouTube to watch like short form, form vertical content. It doesn't make any sense to me. I so I think what's happening is it's places where they don't have access to other apps. Where mm-hmm. YouTube is available but maybe TikTok isn't. Now, yeah. I will say I think YouTube Shorts based on a bunch of other information I have from other groups, a lot of people have uploaded Shorts like 3 months ago and those Shorts are now blowing up. And I think it's because YouTube's run out, running out of content on the shorts. So like, oh, that's TikTok, interesting. Yeah, TikTok. So a guy, um, Sean Woolworth, Maker Beach, uploaded a video, a short, and it was like three months before he got like four million views. But it was like three months of nothing, mm-hmm. and it's the same sort of, so they're just out of, I think they're out of content. So they're pulling into their back catalog. Right. But yeah, it's weird. Like maybe that's going to incentivize people to put more effort into them. And I'm also thinking back to like a conversation we had a year and a half ago, which was when Instagram reel started and we're like, Instagram's just copying TikTok. This isn't going to last. And meanwhile, <laughs> like Eden now only goes on Instagram reels and not TikTok. And look at like I, that's I, what we're talking about. So who knows? I, I'm the opposite. I remember I remember being like, I'll never watch TikTok, but I love watching Reels. And now I never watch Reels. I only use TikTok. I have Instagram for pictures, TikTok for short, like landscape videos, and then I have YouTube for the long form videos. And all mm-hmm. these apps need to learn their place. They're not going to learn their place. They're going to keep competing. <laughs> I know. So, so I'm just going on my TikTok. My TikTok, the first video I ever uploaded to TikTok got like 2 million views. And every video since then has got less and less views to the point of today, which I think is one of my best videos, quick boom, boom, boom videos, eight views. I enjoyed your video today. The editing I have 5,000 followers on TikTok and I get eight views. Yeah, followers all don't of matter f- on TikTok. Did they all follow and, and then TikTok said, well, go fuck yourself? You can't see any of those videos? Like- I follow people on TikTok and I never look at the follower page. I only look at like the, I don't know, whatever the normal page is. And then mm. like the people that I follow, their, their stuff will just come up more often because I follow them and it'll push it to me. But I don't, my wife though, she'll actually go on and she'll go through her follower list. Yeah. That's all I go through. So, but you know what I hate about TikTok? The absolute number one thing I hate about TikTok is that when you open the app, it screams at me. Because the volume on TikTok is like double the volume of all my other apps, and you cannot mute it. You can't yeah. mute TikTok. You can't make There's it no so cheap. that you. Could... Oh, I hate it. 
do you have that little present thing that comes up saying that you could earn money? Mm-hmm. I'm so fucking sick of that. Because every I can't. time I go to click, I go to click on the little X, and then I accidentally click on the present, and then I've got to get. It's so fucking annoying. And it's very annoying because I cannot because it's not available in Canada. Right. That's weird because I I am able to earn money from it. Yeah. I know. It's available in Australia. It's not available in Canada. And All right. We're I veering into very esoteric first world problems <laughs> as Grant places harmonica. <laughs> well, I we are very first world problems. I will say, um, is anyone in the, in the chat got any questions for us? Because this is a good chance. This is the only chance you're going to get us to be able to respond live to in questions. In real time. So if you ever scream at well, your car in frustration even if you can think back to an older episode where you're like why the why the heck did that person say that you know berate right. us verbally and by verbally it, i mean text it won't be real time it'll be about 60 seconds behind but that's why we're spitballing right now we're just trying to kill time <laughs> yeah because i think of, there's going to be someone out there who's who's definitely wants to ask why do you, why do you love tiktok so much and that's what they're asking yeah, I remember when Grant used to say he hated TikTok, and now he's all over it. But he's like, you're not, you don't hating. consume any content on TikTok, do you? None. Zero. Yeah. I log yeah. in, upload the video, log out. All right, we got um, a question from I'm Gonna Make. He says, how is the new direction slash style in your videos working out for you? Um, I mentioned this earlier. I don't, I don't know if you were here, but it's working out fantastic so far. Um, I think I gained like 500 subscribers today and all the videos I put out recently are doing very well, most at at least a thousand views. Um, so yeah, and it's a, it's really fun. I love putting out stuff like fast and I just want to make more videos and I'm just trying to figure out how to keep doing it like this. I think two, I think three videos a week is a pretty good pace for me. Um, we'll see how long that continues for I got something for you, Morley. Now that you're starting to gain traction, you need to have a call to action. Mm-hmm. At the end of your video, you need to say, go find me on Patreon, join, whatever. You need to f- actually say it if you want to turn this full time. I, I do that. Where, when? At the end of my videos. <laughs> really? I, I, <laughs> well, I'm not always, but I'm in actually even noticed it. Your video, so. Yeah, Eden noticed it on the... Uh, on the machete tape defensive video. She's like, I really liked it, but why didn't you do your like Patreon thing at the end? And I was like, mm, I was lazy, but yes, oh. I will become more consistent. In that. Okay. He, you should also do the join the keyboard video, YouTube. by the way. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I need to set that up. I just got the notification for like set up super chat. I was like, cool. Um, yeah. but I will do that. Join What's super chat. Well. It's basically like people can send you money on – basically oh. they can like donate a dollar or five dollars on YouTube and they get like a badge next to their name and like a, their special Is that like comment. the new send coins thing on Facebook that's really pissing me off? No. That's been around for a while. It's Was Patreon. It? It's, it's Patreon for YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. No, those are two different things. Questions. Those are two different things. There's super like super like and super chat. Which oh, like okay. are commenting, and then there's also members channel memberships. Okay, right. other questions. We got another question. James is going to make me a sign. James is going to awesome. I like it. Maybe it'll have <laughs> clamps in it. Yeah. Um, Maybe it so, could be in a, some sort of challenge. Where you have how to many clamp. beers has Grant drank? How many beers has Grant drank in a hundred episodes? So 
Emmett from Dead Rise Woodcrafts asked this question on the 50th episode, and I'll have I'll, I'll let you guys all know. I actually don't think in the last three months I've drank a beer on Clamp. Because until today, until today, because I didn't have anything to celebrate until today. I have also moved four belt uh, loops down. Ooh, there you go. I am. Wow. I am at the next one. Is to open. Is to pull out my little hole punch and uh, punch another hole. So because that's the last belt loop hole, whatever on my belt. And then to lead into the next question. Uh, Brad from I'm going to make says, are you done with the, ah, and have a great day closer on my videos? I think I am. Um, for the 10% of people who watch that, I, I, you can, if you really miss it, you can go back and watch it. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like it almost, it almost doesn't matter if it's the very end of your video, like whether you do it or not. It, it matters to 10% of the people. So okay. I was talking with Austin uh, from High Caliber Craftsman earlier today, and he hasn't produced a video in a long time. And he said, "Like, who does it matter?" And I said, "It matters to me." I was like, "I liked your videos. Yeah, I he enjoyed really watching good your videos." Content. Yeah, and I went, you know, and he's like, "Well, your life hasn't been negatively affected by me not making videos." I went, "Well, I guess it kind of has because I enjoyed them." Right. But uh, yeah. So Scott asked, "Who are your three favorite people in the Discord?" And I'm going to say. It's uh, Grant, Adam, and Morley. And I think you can all yeah, agree. I was going to say the same thing. Same. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, Justin, I've thought about I, I've thought about removing the ending altogether and then also adding it halfway through. I've noticed a lot of people do the call to action halfway through. Um, so I'll read that question out. Maybe do it before yeah. the end. Are people dropping out of the video before you get to that part? That's the question from Justin. Uh, on my, yeah. uh, as soon as at the end of the project, as soon as I show a beauty shot, they drop out. As soon as I talk, as soon as my head appears on any bit of my video, there's a dip. Mm-hmm. I don't, so people don't like looking at me. And you got to hit them with a surprise. Support my Patreon out of nowhere in the video, middle of the video, and then just right. get back to whatever you were doing. <laughs> This actually reminded me, um, as people know, in the pre-show, we talk about what we've been working on, and I actually forgot that I have a video to edit. I'm going to talk about it in the after show, but for my call to action, I did it as like my outro with like the, this is what the finished project looks like, and and then like the whole thing. I think if you have like an end screen, that's where people drop out. As soon as that end screen comes up, they're like, all right, next video. Oh, I my end screen doesn't pop up then, but... As soon as I get on the camera, people drop out. So people just yeah. don't like looking at me. Maybe we shouldn't do a YouTube. Maybe we should only do a podcast. Maybe I got the face for podcasting. Maybe you should just yeah. show your hands in the in the YouTube. Yeah. Maybe you got um, a face right here. So uh, we've got another uh, question here. <laughs> what's the, from Jared Jenkins? What's the worst thing about being a content creator? Hmm, that's a good question. For me, it's guilt. I always I feel so stressed and guilty that I haven't put out content, hmm. and I, I tell myself I don't care that like I'm not trying to grow. I'm trying to grow a following, but I'm not trying to like be the biggest YouTuber. Like if I don't grow, I don't care. But then I feel so bad that I haven't put out a video for a month, or like I haven't been on Instagram all this year, pretty much. 
it's pretty rare that I go on there. Other than the yeah. clamp Instagram. Yeah. The clampstagram. We're grown we have mm. five hundred plus people that follow us on clamp. It's amazing. No nice. clampstagram. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're getting lots more of questions. Follow so us on Instagram. <laughs> okay. We more like go. Follow us on Instagram, then we have people that listen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um I love being a content creator. Like that's why I want to turn this into like a sustainable job because I really like doing it and it's really fulfilling. Um, but I, I'll say that, you know, when you're putting stuff out there and no one's watching it, that sucks because you feel like you're putting all this work in and you, you're not getting anything for it. And you're like, how am I ever going to build this into something bigger? So that's really hard. Um, I would say another thing is if you're doing stuff on camera um, and you just feel like you can't get it right. Like you do 10 takes to try to get um, spoken, like a talking headshot, right? Or like trying to say something the right way. And that's really frustrating and embarrassing if like Ian's in the same room with me. But I just found that experience and just trying to act natural. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but just being like, just, you know, pretend you're talking to a friend or something helps. For me, worst part being content creators, anytime I have to film outdoors is the time that one of my neighbors decides it's time to cut the grass. Every fucking <laughs> time. I'm like, I just yeah. want to record a five-minute intro, and I'm like, I set up the camera, everything. I think they see me. They're like, time to cut the grass. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> What's um, my, my, my video that I just finished that I need to edit, I was recording outside because I was working on my car. And every time I went to record and talk to the camera, the next door neighbor walked outside. And just walked in my shot. I'm like, God damn it, now I've got to wait for them. And then like I sit there for a couple of minutes waiting for them to go back inside. And then you go to record again. They come out to get something else. It's so Okay. Daddy yourself asks, how would you guys market channel membership? Uh, for me, the big thing about marketing channel membership that I know works, but I don't like it, is things like if you watch a YouTube video and they have the little like mouse clicking on the subscribe, mouse clicking on the ding, mouse clicking on the join button. Those things work throughout the video. Saying it throughout the video, saying it once throughout the video, once at the end, is a marketing way of making people do it. Calls to action work. That's why they're in everything. Where were you guys? Um, I, you know, you're the marketing person, so um, that sounds sounds about right to me. Honestly, I don't know enough about it and how it's any different from Patreon to really speak to it. But um, I think I would just, in the same way as I talk about Patreon, just be like, this is another option. I don't even know Patreon, so. Fair. All right. Uh, Devin, 292 by Devin asks, what is each of your favorite episodes? I'll go first. It's the Instructables episode. It was my favorite episode. Mine, um, mine's the one with Bob, just because that was like my dream, starting a podcast on the head Bob on. That was a good episode too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really well, like, I really like the uh, discussion episodes, the three of us when we talk about like stuff in the creative process. So, like, I really like the last episode we did with play. I like the episodes we've done about like finding inspiration. Um, I I can't think of the specific topics that come to mind, but. You know, yeah. one that I think about often that I wish I, I want to go back to one day is the uh, Ira Glass um, taste gap. The taste gap. That's the one that I think I would like to go back to one day. 
because I think I have more to say on it. Jared Jenkins, what is your signature meal that you would that you cook? And I'm going to go first again. Craft dinner. Go ahead. It's got to be KD. Um, Eden and I have actually been talking about this recently. Like, <laughs> I feel like we cook like tw- I don't know if we have standard go tos. Like, we try a lot of new foods when we're cooking them. Um, I there was a period where like I was making pad thai maybe like once a month. And that was like, Eden really liked it and I really liked it. So that was kind of like a signature. Um, it's like, there's been periods when it's been stir fry. We make sushi a good amount as well. Um, I realize now that those are all Asian foods. It's not all we eat, but um, we make like pizza about once a month. We made pizza a couple nights ago, which is really good. Okay. You're you, someone new that you've met. Um, and there's like a chance that they'll, they're going to give you a sponsorship and they're coming over for dinner. What are you making them? If they eat meat, I'm going to make them a roast chicken with um, roasted asparagus with some Parmesan on top. And let's see, for a grain, maybe like, ooh, I know. Okay. No, okay, it's fine. So this is <laughs> so with the roast it's like chicken. You have to think sure. about it this hard. It's not a signature yeah, dish. This is an important decision. Grant has just laid out how important of a decision this is. We need to give this some thought. So for sure, roast chicken stuffed with like rosemary and lemon and garlic, and then roast potatoes to go along with that, like baby potatoes. Yeah. Um, possibly roast asparagus, but if we're going four components, so this is a really nice dinner. I might also do like a salad with like arugula, goat cheese, roasted uh, beets, and yeah, maybe some other like greens in there. That sounds really good. The fact that you people roast beets is weird to me. Yep, Morley makes really weird stuff. So Adam, let's get back into the normals. What are you gonna make? What's your signature? Sorry, you, you lied out, but I'm guessing you asked me. Um, any roast dinner? But I cook it on the barbecue. So it's it's a weird way to do it. But all our roasts for me is cooked on a hooded barbecue. Um, very slowly cooked. Most of the time it's roast pork because that's what everyone tends to like. Except for my wife's auntie because she's weird. Um, but yeah, pretty much a roast dinner. Thanks. Um, okay. Last question. Yeah. Wait, no. Right. I think we should do more. There's some good ones coming in. What do you mean? Which, well, let's do the next one and then. Okay, we'll do it. two two more. I see two more. So we got uh, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks. Any tips to starting a podcast? Uh, definitely get a, a microphone. That's my tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A good. And good I would say also because I think we've talked about this is uh, record a few practice episodes. Yes. Yeah. And don't don't release them. Just listen to them. Yeah, and learn. <laughs> um. Adam, one one tip from you. Uh, I don't know. Like again, yeah, good microphone. But then also, have have a plan of where like you want the podcast. What do you want the podcast to be about, and where you want it to go? Because if you just say, "I just want to start a podcast and talk shit," it's not going to really have. No one's going to listen if they don't relate. If that makes sense. Makes sense. They need they need to know what it's about. I like it. All right, Brad, I'm going to do this one quickly. 
Brad said, I'm from I'm going to make. How many subs do I need to be a guest on Clamp? The answer is zero subs. Um, but we need to have a reason for having you on, which yeah. we need to, you need to, we need to know why we need to have a topic that makes sense with what you do. Yeah, because yeah. you want to message us with a good topic and we can have you on. Yeah, maybe that's, I don't want to, I don't want to have our inbox flooded with good topics. Actually I do. Um, Tony yeah. Langer <laughs> asked a question. Cut that bit out. Yeah. So <laughs> Emmett asked a question. I'm not going to even respond to it all, but uh, Tony Langer asked a good question. Which episode is your biggest regret and thought was a waste of time and want to redo? Um, and I'll go last. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I can't answer that. Oh, okay. If you, I have one. All right. Yeah. Uh, the pain episode that we didn't even release. We literally only put it up on the Patreon. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. We Wait, have did, an episode on the Patreon. It was just it was just a shit episode. We talked we didn't get onto the topic properly. We didn't talk properly. Like it just didn't flow like it should. Yeah. We we were talking yeah. over each other a lot. Yeah. That was it not was, too long ago either. That was like a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was, I, I, part of it, I was, I was in pain. So anyways, that, that is definitely the one. If you're a patron, you can find it. We put it up for our patrons to listen to. Yeah. So, okay. The very last question is, uh, Jared Jenkins asks, what the fuck is Kraft Dinner? And Kraft <laughs> Dinner is just boxed, uh, macaroni and cheese. Yeah. If, uh, if you've listened to, if I had a million dollars by the bare naked ladies, they reference which is song. a very Canadian band mm-hmm. um, who, yeah. I only know what crafted uh, is from watching YouTube. So, okay. What I'm going to do now, I'm going to move in to my favorite part of the episode. And this is where we get to thank all of our supporters. So I want to thank, I'm going to do something different. This week, I'm going to thank every single person who supports us currently. I'm going to start off with the F clamp level. So we have three different levels of supporters on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash clamp, you can find the different levels there. But it starts off with the best clamp, in my opinion, the F clamp. Um, we have Brent Jarvis from Clean Cut Woodworking. We have Vincent Ferrari from Because We Make and Austin from The High Caliber Craftsman. And as we were recording this, Scott upped his level. Um, Scott Orem from uh, Dad Yourself, and he is now an F-Clamp level supporter. And so thank you very much to the F-Clamp levels. Um, let me just move on my little... You made it hard for me, Scott, but thank you. <laughs> um, I have to... Control C, Control V. Uh, so then we have the C clamp levels. So we got Greg from Platte Valley, not Pallet Valley. Uh, Jared Jenkins, Keith Decent, Trip Southern. And then from the spring clamps, we have Andrew Zito, Mark Daner, Patrick Freeburn, Justin from Bear Make It, Dave Bauer, Dean Duplantis, Eric from Overall Makerworks, Billy from the newly named Poulton Projects, which, by the way, was my suggestion, and Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jacob Griffin, Jeff Stein, who's a weird guy, and Tony Langer. Thank you, every single one of you. Without your support, we wouldn't be doing this. I guarantee you that. Um, You know, I just, I don't know how else I can say it other than just thank you so much. 
Um, anyone who wants to become a supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash clamp where you get access to the pre-shows, the after shows. We also send Morley makes a keychain and sends it to you and it's numbered. I think we're at number 22. Uh, yeah. Next one I think will be 23. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much. Um, I was going to say, Jacob from Other Dog Design said that that episode that we didn't put out wasn't that bad. We have actually had a few people say that. Um, Wait, didn't we not put it out? Like, How does he know it wasn't that bad? We only it's put on it on Patreon. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. On that note. And Scott, Greg is more than happy to say your name every week. For 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 an F-clamp level? For sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. This should Clamp work. Nations. Wait, should we try to sing it live? No, no, he's got it. He's got it queued up. Oh yeah, sorry. It just played. <laughs> Morley, go. All right. Um, so, a maker who actually Jacko whatever suggested to me when we had him on into the spotlight, Daniel De Bruin. He put out a project recently, which is an automatic Zen garden, which is very cool. Hmm. Um, I think that's all i really need to say about it it's a really cool project and go check out his page daniel de bruin awesome well i'm gonna recommend the frog pod which is a new like magnetic 3d printed camera and or light um like clamp i don't want to call it a clamp because it's not a clamp it's like a tripod it's not really a tripod it's a got stand? three things a holder. i guess you could call it a stand or a holder uh, it's awesome. It's a frog pod. Go look it up on Instagram. There's a frog pod army. Um, he is the guy. Infinite Craftsman is going to be launching a Kickstarter very soon. And I think it might be the very first Kickstarter that I contribute to. Um, I've also reached out to him and this actually me calling him out saying, I hope he uh, gives us a frog pod to give as a prize um, for the uh, Ooh, clamp challenge. Idea. Yeah. Because I want one for my bandsaw because I've been thinking about putting a light on it. And this just makes it so that I already have a, you know, a quarter 20, like standard tripod thing, like light. I can just put that onto this frog pod. I I think it's made with TPU. I think he stops halfway through the print to insert magnets. Mm. I just learned that there's a feature in Prusa Slicer where you can pause the print automatically to do things like that. Yes. And if you don't use Prusa Slicer and you'd like to pause, uh, you can edit the code. It's not that difficult. Adam. Hmm. Um, I want to shout out Zach Builds. His Ah, video content lately has gotten so much better. I mean, it was so good to begin with, but I know he's been taking some courses and stuff on um, Skillshare and his videos just look 10 times better than they already did. He's killing it with his videos. Awesome. Yeah. Well, at this point in the episode, we would normally go to Morley's reading a review, but we've only gotten 22 reviews and we have a hundred episodes. So we had to find something else to do in that time period. So instead we're going to Adam's Australian word of the week. Yeah, well, this week it's actually Jared's Australian Word of the Week because I've never heard yeah. of it. I actually had to Google it. It's um, Dead Horse. <laughs> so I know Dead Horse from like if you're beating a dead horse, it's like 
at the end. That's of, what I like, thought it meant. Yeah. Okay. So it's not it. Well, then that's my no. One of our favorite pastimes in the in the Discord. <laughs> Beating a dead horse. <laughs> Beating a dead horse. <laughs> um, a dead horse. Well, so here's where here's where my brain's at. So like a dead cat is the wind screen that you put over a microphone. So I feel like it's a yep. similar sort of tool, like a production tool. So maybe it's like a sandbag. No, if you th- if you're thinking about when he brought it up, it would kind of make sense. But it's rhyming slang for tomato sauce. Oh, yeah, that's I'm, I've never heard huh. of that before. But yeah, is there horse um, in tomato sauce? <laughs> no, just maggots and tomatoes. Really? Okay. I shouldn't. Anyway, yeah. If anyone who eats tomato sauce doesn't know that, um, directly under it, it says the word "devo." Don't know if you know what that is. No, a mispronunciation of the band. The band, Devo. Who's Devo? Okay. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. Save it for another week. I want to thank you. Got to wait to work it out. Yeah, I want to thank TF Turning, who was in the chat, but he probably left because it's two o'clock. Well, now three o'clock in the morning there. Uh, Thank you for making that theme song. That's awesome. I want to thank everyone for coming in and. Being part of the chat, don't leave yet. We're going to go into the after show. Anyone who wants a free after show, stay stay tuned. We'll answer some more questions in the after show. Ooh, now you can get explicit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like we haven't been explicit this whole time. Uh, and yeah, you can find us everywhere on the internet by searching for Clamp, Adam, Grant, Morley. And we're very active on the gram, the book, the tr- the Witter yeah. Yeah. Until next yeah. time. Cheers, guys. See you. Oh, and have a Tim's day. still here. See you. Bye.